Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dulcimer Geek Podcast. I'm Dan Landrum. I'm Aaron O'Rourke. And Aaron and I might sound like we're a bit farther away from the microphone than normal, and you may be hearing the uh, unmistakable reverb and continuous sustain of a hammer dulcimer below me, and uh, it's because we're sitting at our instruments. Mm-hmm. And I'm drinking water, so you should continue to talk there. What are we doing I, today? I should, but I can hear you gulping, echoing off the hammer dulcimer. <laughs> <laughs> they do that, don't they? It's really distracting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have these things out because we're going to... We need to do two things today. We need to practice mm-hmm. <laughs> because Aaron's out of town next week. Yep. The whole week, right? You're yep. at Kaufman? Yeah, I'm at Steve Kaufman's camp. What is that? I'm, re- I'm, I'm really kind of nervous about this one. Um, it's a, uh, it's, it's a multi-instrument camp, um, uh, centered around, I believe this one is old time music, but traditional music in general. I think there's some Irish and some Cape Breton and some Scottish music going on, but most of it's old time. And I'm teaching the dulcimer class, which is going to be for mixed levels. Yeah. Are you nervous because Sarah was there last year and she has big shoes and I'm not saying anything about the size of her feet. I no no she's people raved about Sarah and I'm I'm nervous about following Sarah because she's Sarah because she's awesome I know yeah so and I I saw the concert that she did at Kaufman's camp and it oh, was yeah. and it was awesome and yeah my so, yeah. advice to you would be don't try to be Sarah <laughs> what do you think well. Um, it means that I've got some clothes to return. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and those voice lessons didn't. Right. <laughs> they were a waste of time. Which they might have been anyway. <laughs> they they might have been. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm envious of you just a bit doing this festival because it's... Uh, I mean, not that we don't like doing regular Dulcimer festivals as well. Yeah. But... I think it's fun doing general music festivals. Yeah. As as nervous as I am about this one, I'm also pretty excited. Yeah. Because uh, I know some of the other musicians that are going to be there. Uh, my friend Steve uh, Boffman, not Kaufman, but Boff- Boffman. Rhymes. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's a really great um, Celtic fingerstyle guitar player that um, that I, I really looked up to and, and took a private lesson from when I first started playing fingerstyle guitar. I haven't seen him in years, but... He's going to be there uh, doing fingerstyle guitar and teaching claw hammer banjo, and uh, really excited to overlap with him. and uh, And there's some fiddle players there who I've never met before, but I've really enjoyed their music. Uh, April Virch. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah. She's going to be there. And uh, Aaron, where did I see her? I saw her somewhere in the last year or two. She was opening for somebody. Yeah. She's awesome. Did she open for John Prine? By any chance? I have no idea. That's possible though, isn't it? Uh, well, anything's possible. Well, but, uh, well yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. All right, so Kaufman is K-A-U-F-M-A-N, yeah. but, but Boffman is B-A-U-G-H. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Just in case anybody's looking these up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then you and I are both home for the week after that, mm-hmm. and we're practicing. And the song that we're working on right now is something that we want to perform at Kentucky Music Week. Is that right? That'd be nice. That'd I mean, it doesn't have to can. happen. Yeah. So if don't take this as we aren't testifying, you know, before yeah. <laughs> a select panel or anything. Yeah, we yeah. reserve the right to abandon ship. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We've got some lifeboats in our repertoire <laughs> that we can fall back on. Well, that's the truth, isn't it? Yeah. I think I'm all lifeboats. <laughs> no ship. Yeah. <laughs> it's like being all uh, all cat, all hat. What is that one? All hat, no cattle. Oh. It's uh, to somebody who's a cowboy. Oh, Okay. It's kind of like not really a cowboy. All hat, no cattle. Okay. I think so. I, like, I went to Texas and it's with me and I just can't get rid of Texas. That, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded bad. It wasn't bad. That, you, but that, I know you had a good time in the Texas. The Lone Star Festival is the, one of the best, most fun festivals I've ever been to. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So anyway, let's let's move on with this. Uh, so this oh. this tune that we're going to be working on, mm-hmm. um, I, uh, I, wrote, I wrote and recorded it recorded it uh for patreon okay um but it was inspired actually by a uh by a dulcimer school lesson that i did with steve when we were trading ideas um showing each other what we were working on and for one of them he was showing me how uh he was experimenting with stacking um chords on top of each other like uh 
if you have two mountain dulcimers, both of them only have three strings or three courses if you're playing with a double melody string. So if you want to play complex chords, like four or five note chords, how do you arrange that for two dulcimers? Um, and uh, so we went through a few different ideas in this lesson, and I decided I wanted to try and do... Uh, I wanted to use some of that concept here, um, not just with strumming chords, uh, but actually outlining uh, chord tones that would kind of rub up against each other or create these complex four and five note chords and try and do something kind of rhythmically interesting. And I think in some ways it kind of suits the texture of the hammer dulcimer. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> even a little, even if it doesn't lay out very well on the hammer dulcimer, fine. it does. Good, but <laughs> it's not natural feeling. It's not natural feeling on the mountain dulcimer right. either. Dulcimers in general, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So I noticed. Uh, do you want to get your phone out and maybe play just a little piece of it to yeah, give sure. people an idea of what we're looking for? Okay. And when you were doing that earlier today, I was kind of looking over at your shoulder because I saw that you had titled this thing Dark Cove. Does that mean anything? Yes, um, Dark Cove. Um, well, let's see. Maybe you um, don't want to tell the story. <laughs> no, it's fine. Well, I mean, as as you know, I'm I'm a spiritual person, and some spirits have really influenced my songwriting. <laughs> But is this the name of a whiskey? Yes, exactly. You knew I was talking about whiskey. <laughs> no, no, did not. I'm a spiritual person. I did not. Let me, let me roll my eyes back to the front of my head now. <laughs> no, I am a spiritual person. Okay, I understand. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so this bottle of whiskey <laughs> was, the, uh, <laughs> was the inspiration for kind of the... Um, Sort of the texture of it. It's a it's a bottle called Dark Cove, which is um, uh, if you're into Scotch whiskey, if you look at the Isla region of uh, Scotland, a lot of the whiskeys that come out of there are kind of smoky. Um, okay. From the Speyside region, they're they they have a practice of not being smoky or peated, but they're aged in sherry casks. Yes. But this one is from an Isla whiskey that's been aged in a sherry cask and it's called dark cove. It's really complex and kind of dark. There's a lot of layers to it and uh, it's fantastic. So anyway, <laughs> I, I could see that you're going, okay, Dan's thinking he's not going to stop talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cause right. that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm just trying so hard to be really interested in that because I want to be one of the cool kids. But oh, you, I think if you really you can want... be one of the cool kids and not drink whiskey, that's fine. Okay, okay. Yeah. You just, sure? Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I know. Okay. All right. I've made it this far. <laughs> All right. So here's a little bit of Dark Cove. Can you pause? Yeah. That's guitar. No. And dulcimer. No. It's just dulcimer. Two dulcimers. Oh, it's two dulcimers. Two okay. mountain dulcimers. Like, yeah. like the way you said you guys right. or worked on. Okay. Yeah. first played this mm -hmm. for me and and other tunes as well uh aaron has this habit of <laughs> 
of working on them. I mean, they're, and they're, they're fantastic, really cool pieces, really cool arrangements, puts them together and records the parts. And then when you play them for me, I mean, I often think I, there's nothing I can do to help that. That's, <laughs> that's fully formed. Uh, and then I appreciate the fact that Aaron also, even though I think you know that they sound good or you wouldn't be working on it yourself. Has Hopefully. the yeah has the ability to go. Let's deconstruct it mm-hmm. and allow it to go other places if it has to. Yeah, absolutely. Within reason, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen you go. No, this needs to be this way. Right. Yeah, and which I think if you're going to work with somebody, you have to allow that. Right. Always, mm-hmm. but you also have to allow that people are going to try things. Yeah. yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah, Especially when you're when you're working with a different instrument. And sure. Ha- having said that, I think there is a lot about the song that's at least in terms of texture. It seems to my ear to be well suited for for hammered dulcimer. Yeah, I think so. And that there's a there's a whole lot of rhythmic and, and triplet stuff sure. that. Uh, well, um, I mentioned that to say that it's. I I just want to let people know how intimidated I feel. <laughs> I mean, it's my intense personality. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, no, it's your knowledge of Scotch. <laughs> no, but when you are presented with something like that and you hear it, ma- music done well is magic. It sounds like magic, and you're like, mm-hmm. it, they have the ability to do magic. I don't have that ability. And then you sit and work at it. So, in the interest of full disclosure, Aaron played this for me a couple weeks back. I don't remember how long ago it was. And then last week, or was that earlier this week? I don't remember. <clears throat> Showed me basically the A, B, and C parts. Oh, yeah. And we just turned on an iPad. You could do it on anything. And just I just recorded little pieces of like, okay, this is how this is supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. Knowing that I probably wouldn't get it all right completely. But mm-hmm. just so that I would have something to try to get the hammer motions mm-hmm. down. Because when I first tried to play these little patterns that he has going on in here. I didn't mean little as in a diminutive term. <laughs> you and your little patterns. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, I was like, oh, man, my hammers are moving in directions that I'm not used to having them move. Okay. So I knew that I had to w- just kind of try them on. And, and so this first one, I, I, I know I spent and probably have an hour and a half at least of just Playing this one pattern, okay. Just try to get it so that it's comfortable. Comfortable. Which uh, pattern is is this that is the, the opening uh, one that when I showed you just a minute ago, you said I had wrong. <laughs> oh yeah. So so which I <laughs> which I knew was a possibility. Sure. But at least the basic rhythms and the and the directions that the hammers need to move, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully are still going to work out. Mm-hmm. So here's what I was doing. You started to play. This is just before we started the podcast. And you said, nope, nope. Yep. (laughs) Nope. So let's fix that. Well, I do say that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's the correct answer. (laughs) I learned it from your grandson. (laughs) (laughs) True. Oh, is this going to end up with someone's head being chopped off? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, cute little baby bunny. (laughs) No. no. Yeah, okay. And we're going to, oh, let's just move on. Yeah, okay. (laughs) So... I'm visiting him in prison this weekend. <laughs> no, just kidding. If you're listening to this yeah. future Barrett. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Last week's podcast was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Okay. Fascinating. Yeah. So the notes I am playing there, I was doing B, F sharp, and then B, D. Yeah. So this is what I was doing. should have been doing is a, a C sharp instead, instead of the D instead of the yeah. D so it should sound like this <laughs> and for hammered dulcimer players I'm just gonna we won't do this on everything sure. but these patterns you can get pretty quickly they just take you a while to get to do them I'm doing right left right right left right right left right right left right right Left, so right, left, right, right, left, right, right, left, right, right, left, right, right. Mm-hmm. If anybody wants to try that, mm-hmm. so you want to try it? Yeah, sure. And for mountain dulcimer players, okay. what what I'm doing for that pattern 
I'm playing uh, five on the bass string with my index finger, and then I'm doing a partial bar with my pinky on the second fret. Tuning for DAD. the for the yeah tuning DAD, but uh, partial pinky bar on the second fret for the middle and melody string. So it's a stretch made a lot easier with a radius fretboard. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. And this one, by the way, the the right right on the hammer dulcimer is what you would consider to be a stretch as well. Because okay. I'm, since I'm doubling it, and it's relatively fast, moving from that B to that C sharp m- might make more sense to do it right next to it. Uh, the, the B I'm playing over on the bass bridge. Okay. Everything else on the treble bridge. Uh but when it starts to move, mm-hmm. it makes more sense to keep it all over the bass bridge. Okay. So you can keep the pattern consistent. That makes sense. So, yeah. Cool. You want to try it? Let's sure. just do it slowly for a minute. Sure. Two, three, four... just said a minute ago i'm switching that over to doing it all on the treble bridge it's a thousand times easier it looked easier yeah (laughs) the reach isn't so far but uh just the disclaimer here we are honestly working this out as we're doing it oh yeah we've told you every bit of practice we've done Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so now we're figuring out a song and that's what the rest of this Uh podcast is going to be so Mm -hmm. if you don't like this and you're waiting for the interesting part later. <laughs> There's some really interesting congressional hearings that you can go back and listen to. <laughs> Taking place. Or C-SPAN. I'm becoming a C-SPAN junkie. I kind of like it. Really? That's weird. You know, I, I I like to practice a lot while watching stuff. And I used to watch debates and then uh, uh, turned into cooking shows oh gosh yeah yeah i'm yeah i'm only it's it's because i'm married yeah that's true <laughs> like, yeah. it is good to eat i'm very domestic all right and okay. by the way this is how our practices go right <laughs> here we go all right can we get to where we can talk while doing this yeah so do you remember the second pattern? Yeah. You mean the one that follows this? Well, where the uh, bass note moves. Oh, yeah. But now that I've changed the pattern, it's going to be interesting to see if it works. So it's the same two notes on top, but you're moving to a G. Now I am using the bass bridge, but they're close to each other. Then A. Well... That is the third pattern. Right? Yeah. All right, so let's try to do the whole thing. In terms of structure. Yeah. uh, It's two of these. Change. G. Back to B. Let me see if I remember it. Back to the G. Now to the A. Now back to the B. Now to the G. Stay. Back. And now we're going to do the same thing. G, A, and we're going to pause on the A. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Now, let's keep it at that tempo. That's still not quite up to speed, right? No, yeah. not quite. All right. One. Do you want me to twin that with you, or do you want me to play my part? You play your part. Okay. But but at that speed. Though. Okay. Two, three, four. Yeah, so, okay, so I didn't mess up other than stopping and thinking that I'd messed up because you are playing some stuff there where you're putting an A against the G. Um, <clears throat> there was some rubbing that was happening. Yeah, there. There, there is some rub. So here's what's happening. Okay. Over this, where you're playing B, C sharp, F sharp, I'm okay. playing D, A, B. What would you call B. the chord I'm playing? 
thinking of it as, uh, what would that be? Like, uh, like a B... B minor ninth, because it's got the flat seven and the major two. Or B minor two. Well, because it's got the seven okay. in there. Uh, well, oh, just what you're playing? I don't know, I'm <laughs> thinking about them stacked on top of each yeah. other. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. So this is your part... And that's what I'm playing on top of it. So you'd call that a B minor nine? I think so, but okay. maybe not. It's got the seven and the two right. in there. All right. So, I'm probably wrong about so that. So I, <laughs> I don't think I messed up other than stopping and mm-hmm. thinking I was wrong just because of the <clears throat> little bit of dissonance that's happening yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not going to stop this time. Yeah. So, yeah, just so you, you have a heads up where that, that bit of dissonance comes in is where you're playing this while I'm playing that. So that's... Uh, that's more like an E minor thing with the C sharp and F sharp in there. Okay. All right. Let's try it. Okay. Two, three, four. Can I tell you, it's right there where it feels like I'm messing up. There is a little <clears> bit of a hesitation. Oh. And I stay on the G right there. Can we play just that much? Yeah. I'll show you what I mean. Just and by the way, acknowledging this for people still listening, it, that helps me mm-hmm. to sort of get clear in my head what's happening, mm-hmm. so I don't think it's a mistake later. Yeah, yeah. And that's like I think about this. Like I'm just outlining a uh, an A power chord, A okay. and E, while you're playing the flat seven. <clears throat> it's funny because the G you, and the F sharp. It's just, I think it's interesting if you could examine, like if you could have a little thought bubble over every musician's head. Yeah. You know, early on when you're just learning a song, you're kind of just thinking about what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But then after you get it, you start to listen to what's happening. And sometimes, it, for me anyway, that can create this sense of doubt, like, oh, maybe what I'm doing isn't right up against what they're doing. Right. <clears throat> and then later on, once you get that, you start to embrace it. And then you might even emphasize something that you thought didn't sound right before. Right. Because you guys are creating something together. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Yeah. No theory. <laughs> it's not theory. What is that? Philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two. Thinking. Three, four. repeat that section no i wish it did because i feel good about that section (laughs) sorry (laughs) later though all right let's do it that speed again if you don't mind two three uh, just a touch faster two three four well you didn't say one i'm kidding okay (laughs) (laughs) that's a joke yeah sorry two how about just three four Sure. What's tempo? So tempo. Close. Ready? Two, three, four. about dynamics at this point not yet i like yeah i like to get the whole thing and then and start trying to yeah make it broader phrases yeah. and things mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah all right uh generally on I, I think when we're trying to do stuff like this where i'm doing something the hammer dulcimer is louder than the mountain dulcimer right just in general mm-hmm. and you're doing the lead so mm-hmm. i cannot be louder than you you know it's it's interesting in for this for this particular piece, uh, the A and B part, I don't really think of one part as having lead and one part as having oh, rhythm. I think of them as being stacked together. It's not until the C part that I think there's a 
really a lead and rhythm okay. happening at all. <clears throat> okay. That's how I tend to Can think. Can we try it anyway. one time without me using the dampers on that part then? Sure. <clears throat> the dampers add add something sometimes, but this is also for hammer dulcimer players trying to learn to use dampers. Don't be surprised if they add a layer of complexity that you didn't expect. It's more complicated than just pressing your foot down and lifting your foot up. There's because there's rhythmic elements to using dampers, mm-hmm. and uh, Aaron's heard this from me many times. Sometimes we're saying, "Look, I know I'll I'll use the dampers later, but for mm-hmm. now I'm not going to." Can you right. deal with that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's just one extra thing to learn. Sure, uh, that needs attention because mm-hmm. that's why I asked the dynamics question because it needs. The right. dampers, you know, helps fix the dynamics. So just one time, I just want to see what it sounds like. Okay. Two, three, four. was so much easier for me to play really because i wasn't thinking about trying to do but i don't think it's better because there's a lot of rubbing that sure place in there yeah anyway. yeah so yeah. it's just one of those things you got to learn mm-hmm. all right you want to take a look at the the b part yeah so here's Sweet. what i remember okay that was the first one Do they repeat, or is it just doom, doom, doom? In terms of timing, that that sounds right. Can you tell me what uh, notes you're playing? It's hard for me to to make out the notes, which isn't really a bad thing uh, when it comes to texture and the way that it works in a song. But for now, okay. So now um, I'm also going down to the lowest notes on this uh, Sam Rosetta instrument. I'm having, and this isn't a complaint about this instrument. The my felt, I need to kind of fiddle with it a little bit. Okay. And so it's buzzing a little more than I want it to. Okay. I'm not sure why, but, and, I ha- and I've been just messing with it a little bit here and there, but it's going to have to have some attention. Okay. So I'm playing E, B, mm-hmm. and then E, what do I have this tune to? E, G, B. So it's. So it's E, B, E, G, B, G, E, B. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to do... Do that what once or you? twice. Um, what you just did. So I, if I'm counting it i'm how many times i'm using that pattern i think it's four two three really four thank you Aaron. one <laughs> then same thing there okay one two three four now the triplet um, now the triplet <laughs> <laughs> that sounds hard. <laughs> okay, it's a little. Yeah. It, it's something. Okay, so let's uh, let's practice that. Let's do that much. Yeah. So because I only just like did real snippets when you were showing these parts to me, I didn't get the form of the song down. Yeah. And I was afraid that that was just going to move from one of those. No. It's it's like. Ah, uh, when you get a pattern that's relatively hard and you realize you get to play it for a measure or two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is cooler later yeah. when, yeah. like in that triplet, when you have a bunch of stuff. So. Yeah. So, in terms of theory, what's happening here? I I, I love this. I think okay. this is this is really cool. Just in terms of uh, harmony, 
Um, you're outlining uh, with those triplets. First one is an E minor uh, triad that you're outlining with that triplet pattern. And over that, I'm playing a, l a bunch of G major arpeggios. So those two things stacked on top of each other are going to give you an E minor 7. Then for the second one, you move up to a G. And I'm playing B minor arpeggios. And those two things stacked on top of each other are going to give you this G major 7 kind oh, yeah, of feel yeah, yeah. to it. Yeah. But there's some rhythmic rubbing against sure. each other that, that I love. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to try something. I'm going I'm to have okay. you just talk for a second. Okay. More about this song maybe or something. I'm going to grab, because it's nearby, mm -hmm. a little bit of felt. Okay. If, I, if, it's, if it is out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to put some felt on these lower notes. Oh, that can be so interesting. So that they stay yeah. really muted. Mm -hmm. uh, and what I probably ought to be doing, or... If you reach up behind you there, Aaron, I've got my uh, Genesis hammers, those super soft ones. Mm, mm -hmm. That also might be the right thing we're looking for. Uh, there's two pairs up there. It's mm. not that pair. It's the one to the left of those. Just to the left of those, there's two. Yeah, that, that'll do it. A man needs about 500 hammers to, have to yeah, choose from. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you using the dampers right now? Yeah, dampers and, and these hammers. Can we hear it without the dampers? Just with those hammers? No, oh, that sounds crazy. <laughs> it, just, it would end up just being too much. And it's just going to become a louder and louder roar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I still may try the thing where, because I like the way those other hammers sound a little better mm -hmm. in some of the places. But I may try that thing with felt on this. And it would not be that big of a deal like to play the song just to have okay. two strips of felt and just pull in particular if you're just dampening yeah. and want to keep it dampened for the entire song which I think you probably do yeah because every time so. it's like sounds like you're palm muting almost a, when you're down on those low ones a lot especially for those those triplet runs like um uh, here that's all palm muted yeah, can you ex describe that for people who may not know how to do that technique the triplets or the palm mute? The palm mute. Yeah. <laughs> the palm mute. Triplets is just practice, practice, practice. <laughs> There's a trick to the to the triplets. Okay. And actually, if Go I for di it. digress for, it. I'm gonna, for I'm just a little bit, out while you're digressing. Uh, okay, so um, uh, in the in October, we're both going to be at the Black Mountain Music Festival, yeah. and I'm really excited. One of the classes I'm going to get to teach for a week is rapid fire notes. Okay. Um, and I've never done this before, but when it comes to these fast bursts of notes, what I found is on mountain dulcimer, uh, as opposed to mandolin and guitar, where you can get a lot from the pretty much the same technique to get these really fast notes. Okay. What I found on mountain dulcimer is that every place kind of requires a little bit different technique. And so from sweep picking to some hammer on and pull off patterns to this pattern I'm using, which is a really repeatable combination of um, specific pick direction and hammer ons and pull offs. Uh, there's a number of different ways to get these bursts of notes that I'm, I'm really kind of excited about showing people yeah. and uh, working on applying to an actual song. So, if you want to know how to do the rapid fire triplets, come to Black Mountain yeah, Dulcimer yeah. Festival. <laughs> yeah, and I, I've done one version of rapid fire triplets on Dulcimer School already, um, and more to come. But uh, in this case, <clears throat> what I'm doing is um, I've got the fleshy part of my hand sitting right on the bridge or the saddle where the uh, where the strings kind of come up over that piece right. that's holding the strings in place and. If your hand is too far over that, you're not going to get any sound. And if it's too far behind, 
then it's going to sound like you're not palm muting. So fiddle around with that. If it's too loud and a little too bright and ringy, move your hand forward. If you're not getting enough sound, move your hand back in a nutshell. So, yeah. So this is one of those things that somebody might say that you're playing the dulcimer wrong or something if you, you know, if they didn't know. It's, I just think palm muting is one of the coolest sounds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guitarists use it all the time. Mm-hmm. I'd like to hear more more dulcimer players use it like you and Steve do and, yeah. and Sarah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the things that allows you guys to... It's not that you're digging in so much, but it creates... It makes it more of a rhythmic instrument that allows right. other musicians to have more choices. Yeah. If, is that fair? Just yeah. Like, yeah. Well, for, for me, I use it a lot as... Uh, kind of an alternative to a drone um and that uh if you take i don't know something like june apple for example um instead of strumming all of that i'm probably going to use some sort of picking pattern but i'm going to mute uh the drone strings to make the melody stick out a little bit more like a your arm now and you're you're not muting the melody string i'm not so muting much. the melody string yeah. but i'm muting the bass and middle cool. yeah so that's that all right so uh, while everyone was talking about that i took a piece of felt and so i oh, I, I skipped a string let me unskip that uh and now i've got them all i took a piece of felt and just basically did a little weave through the strings now this is good would mess up everything on the left side of the treble bridge down in the first course, but I'm not using them anyway. Mm-hmm. So no big deal. Cool. And I, on this uh, Rosetta instrument, <clears throat> I have my bass, super bass bridges are on both sides. So I put this little weave of felt over on the left-hand side because I'm playing most of the stuff for this song on the right-hand side. So here's what we get. I'm not using any dampers there. Let's go back to the harder hammers I was using earlier. Which is cool. <laughs> and I also wove it around. And it sounds like it might be hitting those a, a little too tight. So I'm going to back it off of those just a little bit. That's kind of cool sound. Yeah. It's, it's got a lot of weirdness in it. Yeah. I'm going to leave it like that for now. Sure. So can I hear that triplet pattern with yeah. that? I wonder if I can use the harder hammers now. Do you like Let's the harder try. ones or the softer ones? Well, I'd like to hear both okay, and then so, decide. So here's the... Uh... Do that again, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> those those weird harmonics yeah. are kind of neat, aren't they? Sort of unique. So here's with the harder. This is with my softest hard hammer that I use with the leather on. So, what do you like hammers wise? Um, I think I liked the tone of uh, the heavier, one, the harder th- ones. Those, yeah. Okay. Um, All right. So, let's go from the top. Okay. Oh, by the way, we I know if you've watched any of my dulcimer school lessons, or I'm sure Aaron's as well, as you're learning pieces of songs, glue them together. Yeah. I find that for me, anyway, it's a mistake to uh, just work on every little piece separately without taking time to go back and pull them together mm-hmm. and glue so i don't want to get and sometimes you ever do the technique where you start at the end of the song when you know you like if you're learning a classical piece that's kind of interesting because it start allows, at the end of the song yes it allows you to start 
to play something all the way to finish. So if you start with the final four bars and you learn those or whatever, however it works out to have its difficult sections and you learn those and you work your way backwards, you can always play through. Okay. It's kind of a cool technique. And then mm-hmm. you get to the beginning and you're all playing all the way through the song by then and you're reinforcing it. Okay. So maybe that's silly. That makes but, sense. But it does work. That's cool. Anyway, okay. From the top. Okay. Oh, yeah. So the actual top. I don't think we talked about this. No. It's, it's going to start. This is really simple. Okay. It starts. Then. Do I do anything during that? Yeah, you're just going to do that vamp. One, two, three, four. One, two, three. That's the four. B. No, that's the. Oh, yeah. Uh, B on t- uh, the bottom. This dun, one. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So, so yeah. to start, I'm gonna go. So it's gonna be, well, I guess, depending on how you count it. Uh, I'm thinking one, two, three, four. One, two, three. Okay. I think. Yeah, do that one more time. Oh, <laughs> let's do it together. One, two, ready, go. I just did that for fun. <laughs> Thought it sounded cool. <laughs> so there's some options. Yeah. Yeah, all right, well, I'll stick with it. None of those seem to please Aaron, so I'm going to stay where I was. <laughs> I, I, I have one of those faces. <laughs> you can't tell that on a podcast. <laughs> I can read you like it feels to be hit by a stick. <laughs> okay. Like, I can read you like a palm. Literally, it means nothing to me. Yes. <laughs> right, let's go. Okay. Three, four. That's the G in the moment. Oh, so we don't repeat that top part twice. No. We don't no. repeat it. Sorry. It's all right. Three, four. Oh, my bad. Three, four. That's where that uh, crazy triplet thing would be. We slowed down a bit. <laughs> I thought felt, you yeah. put after that. Let me play the uh, let me play the form of the B part for you. Yeah. What your part would be. Um, uh. one in half. So I think of it in quadrants. Um, It's something crazy. (laughs) Um, So tell me if this makes sense, Dan. Um, Thinking of it in quadrants. the, The first quarter is going to be that E minor uh, triad. Um, the second quarter is going to be G. Third quarter, E minor. But then that uh, last quarter is split in two. half. And 
I'm doing sort of a, a D-ish thing over that, and that I'm just playing. Well, it could be things other than D. So we're but to the last half of the last yeah. quadrant. And but it's just F sharp A in the beginning. Yeah. 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 So it's. Now you've got the crazy triplet. Oh, so you had an extra beat in there. Close. I just played that A one more time. what starts it off A to G then G to A um, I think you went I think you went back to that A a little too quick First phrase right. Then, then G back to. But you're doing something to to connect those two. Yeah, it's that. Mm. Did you go to an F sharp there? Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Play through that. Oh, that's the end of the phrase, is that? So the that's ending. what I was leaving out. And then you go down. Yeah. Down to your chords, right? So that's what I'm going to have to woodshed a bunch more yeah. on, but... That's where having the felt in there is not going to work. Okay. Because <laughs> I need those to, to ring. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Cool. But I realized, uh, I think you were the first person I showed when I, I think I was going through like kind of a downer phase. Okay. Like, and whenever that happens, it's like the, the best thing for me to do is to go on YouTube and look up other uh, instruments and okay. see uh, i know we talked about this before but this is when i looked up uh slap bass inspired triplets yeah and then that's when this pattern started coming out and i i could barely do it when i first showed you now it seems like everything i write has something like that in there at some point so yeah, i'm so like do that again. Do still that in this overexcited phase <laughs> so if you listen this far, here's the best thing from this whole podcast. Uh, Aaron, here's where Aaron and Seaford are alike, a lot alike. Oh. You're obsessing mm-hmm. about that pattern. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> you do it watching, uh, listening to congressional hearings. Right. Maybe. And just play it and play it and play it and play it. Actually, I had Comey on this screen and I had Gordon Ramsay on this screen <laughs> and they kind of lined up. Yeah, that's, that's funny. <laughs> and uh, Seifert does whatever he does. I mean, who knows what he's doing? But I've heard him tell stories, just crazy stories about how when he's obsessing about something, mm-hmm. he's just doing that thing a lot. And it's it just has to become something early in this lesson if you want to call this a lesson we were talking about i do like to play things to the point where i could start to have a conversation yeah and that's sort of what you're doing 
if you're by yourself having a conversation with yourself, will only make your wife call the people again, and that's so embarrassing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like wearing that white coat they give you. <laughs> white is so not my color. <laughs> it's just, no, it just doesn't fit right. The arms go backwards. <laughs> so anyway, I think that's a uh, that's a legitimate use of time. If there's something you want to digest and you get it under your fingers, into your muscle memory, you don't really have it when you think you have it. Yeah. And I think to get to the place where, like Aaron is, where you can execute it on stage, when you get on stage, there's all these other things happening, Mm -hmm. you know? And so there's things that you have, or forget stage even, for your spouse. Right. Or for just to play for somebody. There's all this other level of nervousness that kicks in. And it just has to happen without you thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think we've talked about this a little bit, um, uh, that at least what, what I find happening to me is, um, if I, if I practice something slowly and make the choice to try and think about other things in there, I find that that actually helps a lot on stage when my heart's beating a little faster and I'm processing more things around hmm. me. Um, and I, I think I read that from a from a piano teacher that the, the benefits in practicing slow is it gives you yourself the opportunity to have more thoughts in between notes. That's interesting. And yeah. so when you're on stage and you're thinking faster, you know how to manage uh, yeah. up to speed. Oh, wow. Well, let me toss yeah. in the thing that I told you yesterday that you kind of just kind of went, Mm-hmm. That's, I, <laughs> I remember telling, so what I'm about to tell you, I'll tell Aaron. And that's sort of the, <laughs> that means was, nothing except I've just hit the save button. <laughs> yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. So I've been practicing learning little sections. Like, so to, it was two days ago when you showed me this. And okay. I'm a little proud that some of those patterns I have. You know, yeah. I think I'll always have them. I had a couple of the notes wrong, but the pattern mm-hmm. was the important part. And I put in a lot of time, but I stopped every now and then during that time and did, this isn't weird, I did just basically a mindfulness meditation for two or three minutes so that I could not think about it at all. Mm -hmm. And all I was trying to do was just clear my mind and think about nothing but breathing. Mm-hmm. And th- which meditation kind of boils down to just making that face again. Just I go am, make the sound to go with I it. I am because, mm-hmm. <laughs> because anytime you preface something with, I did this and this isn't weird. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> well, that's a, yeah, I should just not do that. Yeah. <laughs> If it's really not weird, well, you, it's it's unusual to. I don't think it's weird. I'll, I'll say it that, seems but. unusual to say that part of your practice is not practicing. Oh, well, that's to totally give yourself a break. I mean, and but a no. specific mindful break where you're thinking about the purpose of the break. I don't think that's weird at all. I mean, I don't think it's weird uh, when an athlete says an important part of their game is their diet. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, for me, I found that this technique really works. You stop, and I relate it to some stuff that I've been reading lately about sleep and how we need we need those five times where we get REM sleep because mm-hmm. in order to get the brain to actually be clear so you can think, and that's why sleep is really – one of the reasons sleep is really important – that maybe if you get good, you're making the face again, Aaron. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking about. I can't get it. <laughs> maybe this is weird. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal. I don't think this is weird, but I'm gonna steal that from you. <laughs> I'm gonna preface a lot of things with this isn't weird. Like it's like a license to say <laughs> the weirdest thing you want. Yeah, but like in sleep, you have to have those. Each time you go into REM sleep, you go into a deeper REM sleep. That's one of the things mm-hmm. we know, and you. Your brain is processing more, moving towards that final REM sleep each time. And I think when you're yeah. trying to memorize something, that you to give yourself a little break to get the benefit from all the hard work you've just done. Because, I mean, you, we all know that we process things, and sometimes we don't get the answer to the thing we were processing until we're doing something mindless, like taking a shower. Or, you know, or folding yeah. clothes or ironing mm-hmm. pants or something like that. Yeah. And you sometimes seem to have your most lucid thoughts. And so this concept is a way to sort of try to allow, not force that to happen, mm-hmm. but to allow it to happen because your brain works. That's that makes all. sense. <laughs> yeah, that's not weird. 
So this isn't weird, but yeah, in, in between practice sessions, while I was sitting on the floor with my favorite potato, um, <laughs> <laughs> I put Mr. Potato Head's eyes yeah. <laughs> on where his feet should be. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the last section. Okay. And uh, if you, dear listener, had any hopes that you were going to get to hear a completed tune by the end of this. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's not going to happen. But this has helped me a lot. Good. This thing. So let's get to the end. Okay. Which is, I think, the easiest part. I think so. Yeah. And yeah. I see a little disappointment in your eyes because there's a whole lot of variation that needs to happen to this as well. I, but I don't think we're getting to that today. I think you're trying to read me like a palm. That's right. Like a <laughs> stick. <laughs> like a blow to the no. side of the head. <laughs> All right. So... The starred section at the end. Right. Right? Okay. Diamonds, as you mm-hmm. call them, mm-hmm. and other people call them. <laughs> right. The lucky clovers is the way yeah. I call them. Yeah. So the horseshoes yes. <laughs> and rainbows. All right. So we've finished this. We've, fi- we've just finished this. Play it one time. Um, the That part? Yes. When okay. you land on that D at the bottom, yeah, that's that the is, beginning of the diamonds. Yeah, that is the one. All right, so let's start from there. Two, three, three four. four. All right, let's do that all again. Sure. I want to do. We talked about me doing a thing like. Cowbell every once in a while. Wait. <laughs> Three, four. So is it, do you do the top again or start with the Yeah, but we're going to switch. Parts? Yeah. So I have a whole other song to learn. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so this the second time okay. um, around, I'll, I'll do the triplets, the, that part. And you'll be doing the arpeggios. Okay. That bit. Does that make sense? Yep. Cool. So we'll move. Seriously, that's not. We can't do all that now because I haven't even started on that. Now we got like two minutes. <laughs> How long is? Do you think the song is? It's going to be a long size, but an hour at least. Yeah, <laughs> so I know. We are yeah, it, it, yeah, it does remind me uh, when uh, when me and Nikki first got married, and I was going to record something for Patreon. She's like. Okay, so, I mean, you should be done in, like, what, 10, 15 minutes? Because I mean, the song's probably only three. Yeah, the song's only three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> three hours later. Yeah. Or more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's fun. So we did the podcast a couple back with our spouses. Oh, yeah, that's right. The maddest I've seen Angie, I think, probably in our marriage. Really? Maybe. There were other stressors going on at the time was when... I was recording a CD and part of I'm I'm talking quietly as if because she won't <laughs> listen to this. Uh, I was recording a CD and you know and the whole thing when it's done is like 48 minutes long. Right. And I'm 3 weeks into it. <laughs> you know and that's all which I'm is doing. normal. It's normal. It's yeah. all I'm doing all day every day. And it was one of those moments where I realized I'm in danger of losing a very important relationship right here. <laughs> you know in the front yard one day when she said Here's the mistake I made, guys and gals. The correct answer is never, it takes as long as it takes. (laughs) 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 I can't. I remember saying those words and then realizing that was not smart. (laughs) 
So, and it was around that time Dan learned the expression, uh, read you like a stick against the side of your head. See, I'm more into putting it on me and being like, if I was a little better. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to use that next time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to get better. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Nobody believes you when you say that. (laughs) All right. That's it. Let's stop. Sounds good. So, thanks, everybody. Oh, and, and if you're still here, and you are, have iTunes. We haven't had any ratings in a while. We haven't had any... Am I saying this in my sad voice? We um, haven't had any... Uh, what do you call them? Comments. Oh. <laughs> the only reason those are important, besides ego stroking, <laughs> is they actually do, when people participate with the podcast, and somebody goes to search for Dulcimer or whatever, it helps. Okay. Because iTunes boost those that people seem to be interested in. Interesting. And so comments and ratings are important. And this isn't really whining so much because this isn't about an ego boost. We actually kind of enjoy doing this. But it does take a lot of time and we aren't doing anything to make any money off of it. There's no ads. There's nothing. Every now and then we haphazardly remember that we have this thing called Dulcimer School. Dulcimer School and Dulcimer Players Players News. News. Yeah. Aaron has a Patreon account and I'm going to set up one soon. Yeah. 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 Working on it. Awesome. But those things, thank you if you do those Mm -hmm. things. But uh, if you can do this other thing, you don't even have to do that. Well, you still hope you'll do that. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.